welcome to Not Another Mother Runner podcast. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. So today's guest is Revy Goldwasser, and she is known as the fearless woman. She empowers women to know their worth, find true love after divorce or breakup. Welcome, Revy. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Honored to be here with you. So it's crazy how we met, as I say every time. Um, we met at the clubhouse, the exclusive clubhouse. <laughs> And Revy uh, had a, I think it was like an empowerment uh, session, empowering woman session. I got in on it. I don't know how that happened. And I would just listen to her. I told my story and I just kept following her. And she was just basically, she's a powerhouse. You are a powerhouse. You were literally saying the shit that people don't say. And you're being like honest and authentic and and giving and empowering and inspiring and motivating. And every time you spoke what people don't know when you're on Clubhouse, you're on mute. And every time she spoke, I was like, praise. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my, yes. God. Yes. You know, that's what I kept doing because she gave me the chills. And that's why, Revy, I needed you to be on my wow. podcast. Wow. 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 See, it's women like you. And I hear that, Lisa. I'm like, that's it. I'm just showing up again and again and again and again and again. Because just like you said, no one talks about what needs to be talked about. They got to be teaching this in high school, man. Mm. Yes. And they don't. Yes. Yes. So before you say any more, because I know you're going to, this is going to be it. So ladies, just get ready. This is going to be an empowering you know, a couple of uh, an hour, uh, 45 minutes to 60 minutes of power. Um, so Revy, just let us know a little bit about yourself. So the listeners know who you are. So, um, I guess, you know, I'm a mutt. I, I call myself a mutt, a cute mutt, the cutest, adorable <laughs> mutt. Um, my parents, my grandparents are European. They left to Argentina. Uh, my parents were both born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina, they married and immigrated to Israel, were Jewish. Um, they arrived to Israel. My sister and I were both born in Israel. I was six weeks old, moved to Hong Kong. So we actually lived in Hong Kong. The bulk of my childhood was in Hong Kong. It was an incredible experience. We did go back to Israel for a few years. We even lived in Taiwan. And then I immigrated to the States when I was in high school, when I was in ninth grade. And it was a massive culture shock. And, you know, part, part of your podcast, part of why you and I connect so well is, you know, because of the fact that, you know, we're divorced women, we went through a total transformation of really, you know, going through such a painful experience and, and becoming the strong women that we are today. And, and part of that, I believe, stems from childhood. Um, my father was a reckless and uh, dysfunctional man. I'm sure he meant, well, he didn't know any better. And when we arrived to the States, we did not have a green card. There were no papers. I was actually here illegally. And um, by simple will, 
just absolute refusal of going back to Israel. I knew some way, shape or form I was going to get my green card. And ultimately, I got sponsored for a green card and became a permanent resident after I graduated from college. And then five years later, I became an American citizen. So, you know, that was probably the beginning of my personal growth to where I am today. But that's kind of my, you know, background on a personal level. And then we can talk about the marriage stuff and then the divorce. Lisa, what do you, what do you want to know next? Yeah. I, so see that the thing is I want women to hear this because, and you know this, and I know this, that we are not, we were not the women, the woman back then that we are today. Like this, this is, this doesn't happen. You know, we didn't come out of the womb being, yeah, uh, you know, hear me war. I'm, I am woman. You know, we had to go through some shit to overcome, to become this, you know, this strong woman. And I want people to kind of hear your story of who you were as a woman when you were married and kind of just give us a little journey through the divorce and how you, what was the catalyst that gave you the, the, the mindset of I'm strong, I'm going to get strong, you know, screw this, this, this is, this is, I'm going to rise up. So that's what I want the listeners to hear. So I, I think it's very important. I think your listeners as my listeners were the same because you attract who you are, right? We attract our listeners are like us. I always say we, we are the same soul. We're connected. We're fighters, right? And I believe that deep, deep, deep inside, just like I shared that story of how I got my own green card all by myself. My parents didn't do it. I didn't even, I mean, I had an American boyfriend who said, Rebbe, I'll marry you for a green card. And I said, no, in retrospect, I made a mistake. No, <laughs> I had to be the fighter. I think deep down inside our tribe, Lisa, your tribe and my tribe, we are women that deep down know that we have worth. We know, we know it. The problem is with a lot of us is that we don't believe it. So there's a difference between knowing and believing. So what happens, our thoughts, our thoughts are like, we have worth, we're strong, we're amazing, we're successful. I got my green card. I started my own business. I do, we do all this stuff. But the craziest thing happens, our marriage does not truly reflect that. You know, I always say that if you really want to know what your belief system is, just look at your reality. And I'm talking with, with us, Lisa, you and me, we're talking marriage, right? Let's get real micro. Mm -hmm. For us, we're not talking money, business, blah, blah. We're talking a man. Okay, we're talking love. Mm -hmm. So here we are strong. I was making six figures running my own business, you know, running the house, the kids, this and that. But my marriage inside my house was an absolute disaster. And I think that's what happens with a lot of women. You know, the reason why I wanted to bring up a little bit about my parents and my family is that our worth is validated when we're young by our parents. Okay. So if we're not seen and if we're not heard and we're not accepted by mom and dad, whether mom and dad are amazing or dysfunctional in their own right, they're always, I don't judge. I don't judge our parents. We as little girls create a limiting belief that it's our fault. So that's why I think the root of it starts. So for me, I had a lot of dysfunction, especially with my dad as a Latin father. You know, I don't know if that really matters or not, but it was very hard because he was Latin. There's that ethnic situation, Argentinian father, that I couldn't 
stand up to him. I couldn't talk back. I couldn't say no. He, I grew up in an environment that my father told me that women were the C words and the W words. That's what women were. He made that very clear. And of course I'm like, but I'm a woman. What's, oh, no, no, no. It doesn't apply to you. Well, you know, that's a bunch of baloney. When you grow up with these limiting beliefs of, of, of you as a woman, that you're not lovable, that you're enough, that you're a W, you're a, you know, you're a C and all those things. And there's a whole bunch of other things. We marry that because it's not what you think. I knew that I was amazing. I got my own freaking green card. I started my own company. I started making my own money. I ran the house. So my thoughts were like, look at me, I'm strong and amazing. But yet the man that I married didn't reflect what I thought. He reflected what I believed. Now, when I was 22 and I married him, I didn't know that. So that for all listeners out there, this is very, very important to understand. We are, like you said, Lisa, we're not the woman that we were back then. And a lot of women today, when they go through the divorce, they're, they're so angry with themselves. Why was I so stupid? Why was I so naive? Why, why did I do that? But you're not the woman you were then than you are now. So you have to stop that because I do not allow self-sabotage. I do not allow that. The women in my group and my tribe, we don't, if you start talking down about yourself, then I'm, you're going to have to talk to me now because I don't accept that. Hmm. I think what happens then in any marriage and it specifically happened to me, we grow. So Clearly, deep down, I had a limiting belief that I had no worth, that I wasn't lovable, that I wasn't enough, and that I didn't matter. Now, in my 20s and 30s, I didn't know that. But what starts happening as women, we grow because we're organic and we're humans and the human nature is to grow. I started outgrowing my husband. I think a lot of women experience that, especially the women who leave the husbands. I work with women that the husband leaves them too. There's other issues too. I, I believe, Lisa, you left your husband or did he leave you? I don't know. Your so the, the funny part is you're saying everything that I, you know, I think we sh we're sharing the same situation here. Um, he left me, but I was scared to leave him. And I, out, I outgrew him just like what you said. I outgrew him, but I was scared to leave because I had a child and he was vindictive. And so he left and he sure was vindictive. <laughs> so I believe women when people, when women are, you know, a lot of women text me on TikTok, you know, on TikTok, I get a lot of messages. I'm afraid to leave. I'm afraid to leave. I'm afraid. And, and they tell me, Revy, you, you're, because by profession, I'm a recruiter. You make money. It's easy. It was easy for you to leave. That's a bunch of BS. Mm -hmm. Money's not, I, I made money and I couldn't leave him. Mm -hmm. Lisa, I made six figures. I couldn't leave him. So I'm not mitigating money. I recognize that money is extremely important. I will not mitigate that, but I'm going to tell any woman listening to, to your show that that's not true. And that's a cop out. Like you said, Lisa, you were afraid. Now you were afraid that he could be vindictive and he was, yes, but I'm going to tell you something, Lisa, that's not really why you were afraid. It's not. It's not, Tell I'm not mitigating and I'm sure it was, but there's a deeper layer that women are afraid to leave their husbands. Do you, do you have any idea what that could be? Honestly, I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think, I, oh, well, no, I do. I do. I do. And, and this was <laughs> Revy. <laughs> um, I do because I was stuck on what it looked like. 
Oh, that's interesting. That I was that uh, that's embarrassing. I'm gonna get a divorce. That doesn't look good. I that would I was I would look like a failure. Such that's now that's more on that's honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I again, I'm not disagreeing with the vindictive and mm-hmm. women are afraid of their husbands and and that's true. But it's a deeper layer, mm-hmm. and it always is the layer of the not in a bad way, but of the eye, right how it's going to look. Yep. See, now, now, Lisa, I believe you. Like, I always <laughs> believed you, but now you got me. Yeah. You, do you understand me? You yeah, get that? Yeah, I had to go through, th- I went through therapy for that, you know, when I came to the, now that you're saying that, wow, I really need to start saying it like that because that really was the reason is the what it looked like, yeah. So when you're when women are afraid of what it looks like, what are you? I'm like doing a coaching session with you right now, Lisa. Yeah, I'm coaching you. <laughs> I always say you got to earn it to learn it. I can't teach you. You got to earn it to learn it when you're worried. So you're way beyond that. Obviously, Lisa, you're very powerful. I see your videos. You're an incredible woman. Incredible. But back then when you were really afraid of the failure and what it would look like, what do you, what was, you know, what were you really more worried about? You were worried about when you're afraid of the failure and what people will say, you're giving your power to whom? Who are you giving your power to? Well, I was giving it to him. No, really to him and to strangers and friends and family. Right. We're, when we're worried about how it's going to look like, mm-hmm. what we're actually doing, and I do this a lot. And it's for those who can't see us, I have a visual of one hand is up and one hand is down like a, like a, a, like two columns, like two lines. So when we're worried about what they think, we're putting them up here. Their worth mm-hmm. is more important than my worth. Exactly. So let me compromise my emotions, my feelings, my well-being, my happiness, because I'm rather everyone else be pleased with how things look like. Right. So the strength has to do with this. Right. That we have to put ourselves at the top. And be concerned with my feelings, my emotions, my needs, my desires, my passions, my happiness, my freedom, my independence is a hell of a lot more important than everyone else. Yes. And not just this. I want you to be all the way at the top. I want, we have a fearless one mantra called MMI, me, myself, and I, I want you to be always 100% every day for the rest of your life focused on what's good for me, what makes me happy, what makes me thrive. What makes me feel good? Because when you feel good, you do good. When you do good, you are good. When you are good, everything magnetic, anything that you want will come to you because your energy, your electricity, your vibe and how you glow changes. Right. And it all starts with me, myself and I, with the power of the eye. Mm -hmm. So that took a lot of courage. Like Lisa, when you broke through that fear of... I don't care if it looks like a failure. Why did you ultimately break through that fear that you didn't care that it looks like a failure and you thought it would look bad? What was that tipping point for you? You know what? It is it's the worth, it's the self-esteem, it's the the self-love. That's what it is. You know that it's realizing that I mattered, that I was important. And I mattered because I had a daughter who looked at me like I did. You know, and that, you know, that was the guide for me. And, you know, and, and you and I share the same thing with uh, our dads. You know, I I had the daddy issues, which I'm very open about. (laughs) And, you know, and I forgave my dad, 
You know, I rem- I forgave him. But, you know, and, you know, Revy, forgiving is more about ourselves more than about the other person is just saying, I'm good. You know, I, I forgive you for you being who you are or were. Um, but it really was the my daughter looking at me saying that I'm that looking at me that I mattered and being like, whoa, whoa, wow, I do matter. I do matter. I am important. That's that's incredible that you saw that from your daughter. That's I've never heard. That's really incredible. I have a good therapist. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I called my therapist the day I broke up with my husband. At the same day I called, I was bawling his By the way, for any woman listening, I broke up with my husband and my life fell apart. I had to bury old Revy in order to give Mm -hmm. birth to the real Revy. Okay. You will bury the old Revy. You will bury the old you. You must bury her in order to give birth to the real fearless woman you were born to be. And you can, and you will, and you shall, and it will be true. Because if you have the courage to go through a breakup, whether he leaves you or you leave him, it is irrelevant. When you're dealing with that pain, it's an opportunity, opportunity, a gift to purge the old you that wasn't working for you. It just wasn't working. And we know it. Lisa, how much did we know it? We know it. I was so unhappy. Lisa, I was so unhappy. Mm -hmm. I was so unhappy. And I was living a fake life. By the way, it takes a lot of work to be fake. Yes. It takes (laughs) a lot of work. Yes. It takes no work to be real. Yes. It's, It's bliss. It's effortless. It's magnetic. When you go through that divorce or breakup, you finally show up as the real you. And when you show up as the real you, magic happens. Yeah. What happened with me and my my husband is that um, I started fighting back verbally. So when there was problems and arguments before, I would just collapse. I would cry. I would be weak. And I would make him happy. He would come back. Everything would fine. Well, it got old. I got stronger. And towards the latter part of our marriage, I started standing up for myself. And the boundary component is critical for any woman to, to validate her own worth, is we have to have boundaries. And having boundaries is very difficult. For a woman who lacks worth, who's not strong internally, see, I don't, I don't care how strong you are outside. The women I work, I work with women that have C-level titles in corporate jobs that are PhDs, that are making six figures, yet they marry alcoholics, narcissists, temper tantrums. They're in comp. See, this is not an ethnic problem. It's not a religion problem. It's not even an age problem. It's a worth problem. Mm-hmm. It's just worth. Some women got it. Some women don't. But the women who don't have it, we can absolutely go get it. We can do it. But we got to be wide awake and we got to demand it and work for it. It's not coming to us unless we show up and say we want it. It's because who I am. Mm-hmm. A lot of the women are in the, 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 you know, I have a hashtag in my tribe as well. NPP, no pity party. There's no pity party here. There's no time. There's no time for that. Time is finite. Time is a gift. With COVID now, especially, we know that. So stop waiting for somebody to behave in a way that you want them to behave. That doesn't work. You need to behave in the way that you want to behave. And therefore, they will behave that way as well. And if not, you will tell them 
They either will and they'll stay in your life or they won't. And they will go, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Do you still talk to your family, Lisa? Do you maintain any, uh, any relationships with your family members? Because I know with me, not only did my husband go bye-bye, but a lot of my family members and friends. No, no, no. That was, thank God. No, that was the good part about that because... I had a good foundation with them, but it's funny that you, you know, you're asking that Revy, because I have seen where women do that and they lose family members and friends. Um, but you know, it's funny when I left, when he left me and I told them, they all said, thank God. We didn't understand why you were with him. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me back then? But you know what? I would have, I wouldn't have listened. No, you wouldn't have listened. No, you wouldn't have listened. You know, I have a great man in my life right now. And I tell him all the time. I've been with him now for five years. A year after I broke up with my husband, I met him. I'm still with him. I tell him all the time. I said, you know what, Eric, if I would have met you when I was 25 years old, I wouldn't have seen you. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have seen him. Yes. Because he was up here, but I was down here. So our vibration, and I know people that on the podcast, they can't see us. My worth was so low that yes. I could only attract like, uh, like attracts like. So he, I would have never seen him. I was only able to see him once I went through the pain, mm. the transformation, the awareness, the, the, the self-validation of my worth, which comes from having the courage to lead a bad marriage, which takes mas grandes huevos. <laughs> <laughs> mas grandes. <laughs> Huge. I hope we're allowed to say that on here. You can say it on here. (laughs) Poor Lisa. She's frightened. She doesn't even know what might happen. She's afraid. She's going to press the new button. Listen, when I got you on here, I was like, "Eh, no holds bar in this situation. (laughs) You know, not all women understand us, Lisa, because I have a friend of mine. When I told her some of the things, she's like, Revy, you're talking Chinese to me. Because there's, and I, you know, I live in a beautiful area in Boca where there's a lot of families. It's a, it's a beautiful religious neighborhood. I got to observe beautiful marriages and relationships together. And I used to look at them. I'm like, why is it that their interaction, husband and wife is so great and mine isn't, you know, and I learned those women have worth Mm. and I realized I didn't, but the only way a woman can work on her worth is not by latching onto a man to validate her worth. Mm -hmm. If we latch onto a man and if a man loves me and I'm like, I'm lovable. If a man compliments me, I'm pretty. If a man says, you know, you're amazing. I feel amazing. That's validation of lack. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work when you latch onto a man to make you feel whole. That's a problem. The only person we should be latching onto Lisa is MMI, the most amazing thing happens when we start doing that. We become empowered. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so I'm going to ask you this because that's what you're saying is so true. And you know, you probably get annoyed when you hear the, he completes me. I want someone to complete me or make me happy. Um, What do you tell the woman who, because we talk about self-worth and self-love. Where does she begin with that? Where does she start with that? You know, we, we're talking to a woman who is like, okay, yes. I, I. So we're talking to the woman who knows they have low self-esteem, but they have no idea where to begin because they are lost. Where do you begin? What's the first step? Number one is trust 
your intuition. Mm. A lot of women don't trust the intuition because they don't feel that they're smart enough, capable enough, and they doubt themselves and question themselves. A lot of women blame it on the guy. I don't take that for an answer. Our intuition is our higher power. Our intuition is our God, our higher spirit, our divine. I don't, I don't know whatever you want to call it, but let me, let me embolden every single woman to understand something about herself. We are creators of life. We can take a, we, we create, we take that matchstick and we spark the life. Our body has ovaries and, and a uterus. And, and, and for nine months, this baby lives and grows inside of us. We give birth to this child and then our, we produce milk to feed this child. What, the, what, what is going on? This is an absolute miracle. And we're, we're divine. We're, women are divine. We are creators of life. This, this is so big. So just trust your intuition. That's, that's a start. How do you have proof that your intuition is right? So a lot of women say the same thing to me. Well, I, I, how, do, how do I know my intuition is right? This is such a simple answer, Lisa. Wait, wait till you hear this one. I'm like, remember all those red flags you saw with your husband and you ignored it? How'd that work out for you? (laughs) How'd that work out for you? Ignoring the red flags, how'd that work out for you? I'm like, those red flags is your divine, is your intuition, your higher power talking to you. Mm -hmm. So now when you see, when, when your gut, this feels, this comes from the solar plexus, right, Lisa? It comes right here from your gut. That's the solar plexus. That's the I am. That's the worth. That's the confidence. Right in the middle of your stomach. So next time you have that gut, just remember, that's my intuition. And this time I'm going to listen to it. Because when I didn't, it hurt me. So now I'm going to listen to it. So that's number one. Trust your intuition. Number two, this is a really hard one, but it's called boundaries. Mm -hmm. So what's a boundary? Boundary is when someone speaks to you in a certain way, talks down to you in a certain way, says something that hurts your feelings or anything that somehow compromises or negotiates your feelings. That's somebody punching you verbally and pushing you down. It is your job to say, you can't talk to me like that because they don't know. They don't know because you've taught them to talk down to you. See, it's not their fault. It's your, it's your ownership. The beautiful thing is we can change anything that we want to. The problem with the boundary is that women are so afraid of exerting a boundary. They're afraid of exerting the boundary. So I always ask them this question. What are you afraid will happen when you exert the boundary? And most of them say, I, I don't really know. Because it's an illusion. It's, it's made up. It's fake. It's, 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 it's so not true. Like whatever it is, it's just not true. And no one's ever done it for us because we've never done it for ourselves. So you want to start loving yourself. You have to be the one to stand up for yourself. You have to be the one to say, you can't talk to me like that. And guess what happens when you do that? You feel better. 
when you feel better, you start liking yourself more and you start, you know, there's a third thing that you need to do. So number one, wait, so, so the boundary is very important. The third thing that you need to do, which is really, really, really hard, Lisa, it's, it's, it's almost doesn't make sense. Um, you need to be alone. <laughs> it's like, it's the exact thing that women don't want, especially when we go through divorce or breakup, right? As soon as we go through, we're like, give me on the apps. I need a date. Somebody's got to love me. I can't be alone. I can't make it alone. I can't make my own bills. I need a father for my, no, you want to love yourself. You want to love yourself. You have to be alone. And when you're alone, you get to do something you've never done before in your whole life. Because our whole marriage, we were fixing him, saving him, rescuing him, controlling him, you know, contorting our behavior and our actions to make him happy, not to piss him off or to be the better wife, the better mother, the better this, the better that. No, stop doing it for everyone else and start doing it for you. And the most amazing thing happens. See, Lisa, I believe a lot of us women, we're strangers to ourselves. Mm. I didn't know who I was, Lisa. Did you, when you, when you split up with your husband, did you, Lisa, Ravi, no. yeah. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I was in my forties and I didn't know who I was. Yep. I didn't, I didn't even know what I liked to eat. Yep. I, I go to the grocery <laughs> store. I knew what my kids liked and what my husband liked. I'm like, I don't even know which yogurt I like. Did you know, turns out I'm dairy intolerant. I, I can't even have it. I learned afterwards that one of the reasons why my stomach always hurt was because of the dairy. I didn't even have time. I, I didn't even have the self-awareness to take time to understand what my stuff. And I remember you said you got very sick. Mm-hmm. I know your story that you got very, you know, stomach is emotion. Mm-hmm. The solar plexus is confidence and the, the sacral is the pleasure. It's feelings and, and intimacy. It's amazing. So when those two things aren't working, girlfriend, you got to be paying attention. Yep. So being alone is an opportunity for you to discover yourself, get to know yourself, be curious about yourself, date yourself, be intimate with yourself, and fall madly and passionately and crazy in love with yourself. So stop doing that with the guy, which we know that you can do, and do it with yourself. So those are the three very powerful ways. Trust your intuition, have boundaries, say no, stand up for yourself and be alone. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I I totally agree with you and you know, those three were the the big ones for me and you know, like the intuition is the stomach pain and I think I told you the story, you know, that those are the nudges that we have in life that the, the red flags that we say, oh, but he just said, oh, no, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep up. Well, they pile up. And for me, I had I stopped eating. <laughs> so I had a huge stomach issue. Now, moving forward, moving forward, I listen to that. The, the minute I start feeling that pain. And, you know, it's sad to know that after I had that relationship and it was then fast forward to a couple of years that I was in a relationship with a narcissist 
because I I did healing. And this is the thing that people need to understand. It's it's linear. It's not linear. It's it's, you know, learning and, and life is not linear. You're constantly learning. And there's some things that you still miss after you go through that whole healing after the divorce. You didn't dig deeper. You know, you had to dig deeper. And damn, did I dig deep after the narcissistic relationship? Because the, 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 the relationship you had after your marriage. Yes. Absolutely. Another one. Absolutely. Because I did, I, I digged deep, but I didn't go deep. I didn't go into the family, uh, you know, being a kid, what, what, what was going on, the pattern, you know, then, you know, after the, that relationship, you see a pattern. Okay. What's the pattern that I keep seeing that I'm dating that's similar to my ex-husband? What, what was that pattern? Whoa, there's a pattern. What, we need to break that damn p- pattern. But I remember being in that relationship that, thank God, was only six months. It was the minute that I started feeling that pop pain in my stomach that I said to my mother, Mom, there's something not right. I'm getting the pain again. And she said, what's going on? And that's where I'm like, I got to go. I, I told him. I left him. I, I, I can't. As much as I love you, I didn't know he was a narcissist narcissist then Revy. I did not know. I did I didn't even know what that really meant until I went and left him and went to therapy again and she's like, "Whoa, that was your classic book narcissist." That was a classic book narcissist. I did not know that. So, yes, the intuition, my stomach is my guide, God, the universe, whatever. When I feel that little uh, you know that uh <laughs> that little, that little something I bring up, then it's an opportunity to use my boundaries because that 2020 was the year to use my boundaries. Cause the minute I heard and it went, the rec- the record scratched. And then I would say, wait a minute, you just said da, 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 da. And then you see their reaction and they show who show you who they really are. No, don't bother calling me again. Thank yeah, you. Does, yeah. It doesn't work for me. Like- Done. Huge. It takes a lot of courage, you know, and I, I tell the women that, you know, who have been divorced and Lisa, you and I were a testament to it. If we can go through a divorce, whether again, he leaves us or I leave him, a woman, I, I really, I, I don't like to put emphasis on either. Um, the father of our children, the primary family, if we can do that and survive that, we can do anything, man. We can do anything. Married women don't understand what we go through. And, I, you know, I, I get that. I, you know, I get that. But I'm empowering women to know that as we get out there and meet new men, if there's any form of, of concern, of, of, you know, poor behavior, verbal abuse, emotion, anything that's reminding you, just like you, you, you notice it with your stomach. So you didn't see it was bad. You were still probably blinded to it because mm-hmm. you were right. You probably didn't go even deep enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank God you listened to your stomach, which is your intuition. It's it, the intuition talks to us from energy chakra points, right? It's our job to pay attention. You left him. Brave. That's, that's courageous because it means you're not afraid to be alone. Lisa, yeah. you're not afraid to be alone. The most powerful element for a woman is to not be afraid to be alone. Because when you're not afraid to be alone, you're, you're just so 
powerful and that's sexy. That's very sexy. It's very sexy to be emboldened in your own might and will and ability to be a woman, to be a human, to be a friend, a mother, a daughter, a community person, whatever it is. I want everyone to have a partner. I believe that we have actually multiple soulmates. I don't believe we have one. I believe we have multiple lids. I met some pretty amazing men. Even with my cute boyfriend, we did we did break up for around four months because, you know, he went down a little bit on my little, you know, he, he and I were together and then I grew and he didn't grow with me. I'm like, this ain't working for me. And I communicated my needs and he was not meeting them. And after I communicated my needs, he didn't meet them. I broke up with him. And for four months, we were not together. And during those four months, I met amazing men. So I met those amazing men. I mean, I didn't pursue anything with them, but I'm like, damn, I did it. Because I broke up with a really good man. So your guy was a narcissist. So you listen to your body. Imagine when you're with a really good man and you break up with him because he's still not meeting your needs. Man, oh man, you're freaking one sexy, amazing woman. And I'm older than you. A lot of women are like, I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 50s. I have some women that are turning 60. I'm like, there's a lid for every pot. There's multiple lids for every pot. (laughs) It's just not true what you're saying. And I always say, you know, Lisa, how beautiful you are with your smile and your gorgeous hair and your energy, just how you are. There's a man equal, if not better. Like you must know that if you exist as a human and you have your energy and your love and your passion, your purpose and your identity, I promise any person listening, I promise there's multiple men multiple, if not even better, to, to be the wind in your back. I want the man to be the wind in your back. Right? you were saying, you know, a man com- uh, completes me, vomit. Yeah. <laughs> if a man completes you, that means you have lack. That means you don't feel whole unless you have a man. That's a red flag. Yeah. By the way, that was my life story. When I left my husband, I was like Pavlo's dog. I was salivating screaming. I need a man. I mean, I, I can't, I can't be without a man. I can't be. I was so afraid. I'm like, I, I need to get married. I need to be a man. And my, my girlfriends are like, Rev, you just, I don't care. I need a man. I need a man because I thought without a man, I would die. I thought without a man, I was nothing. I thought without a man, I, I was meaningless and I didn't matter. That's how bad my lack of worth, lack. I had no identity. I didn't feel safe by myself. I didn't feel secure by myself. I didn't feel that I mattered by myself. I didn't feel that I was enough. And these are all issues that occur in childhood, which you figured out the second time around. Yeah, absolutely. This is the other part too, that's very important. A lot of women talk about the man. He's a narcissist, mm-hmm. he did this to me, he tried to do this to me, try to do that to me. They'll spend 15 minutes talking about him. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, well, what about you? Silence. Right, Lisa, we didn't know who we were. We had, I didn't know what food I like to eat, what I like to buy at the grocery store. I didn't even know how I like my coffee. I used to be like, do I like coffee or do I like tea? Do I want sugar or do I want milk? Now, girlfriend, I go to Starbucks. They know exactly what I like. They see me coming in there already. Or, hi, Revy, we, and I like my venti water. No, I, they know. They know. They know because I know. How did they know? They know because I know takes a lot of courage and a lot of hard work to give birth as a grown woman to the fearless woman we were born to be. We got to push her out, man. 
and it's painful, mm. but it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to say that. No, I never got married the second time. Hell no. So, uh, <laughs> um, Revy, you, uh, I gotta say this, this is like a sermon for some of you that are listening. This is literally an empowerment sermon. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your group uh, and also where to find you. You're killing it on TikTok. God, you're killing it. I talk, I talk real. I talk raw. I talk about the elephant in the room. I talk about a woman who lacks worth and who thinks the only way she can have worth is by having a man love her, having a man save her, protect her, and that's simply not true. Mm. When a woman loves herself, protects herself, saves herself, honors herself, respects herself, makes her own money. I don't care if you're freaking having three different jobs and living in your parents' basement. I do not care. I do not care. I drove a Honda Civic for four years. Okay. I drove a Honda Civic for four years and I just now bought myself a Mercedes convertible and I make my own money. Did you understand? Like I made my own money. Yet when I left my husband, my credit score was terrible because he used my credit card. It was the whole thing was so dysfunctional because all I wanted was to control him, but I should have controlled myself. Yes. So on TikTok, you know, Facebook, et cetera, it's very simple. You and I have the same mission. We speak the same language, Lisa. We empower women to have worth. Mm to become the fearless woman they were born to be. And only from that place of abundance and worth will you attract the right men. You just need to show up and he will show up. We don't even need to look for him. He will find you. I promise. I have proof of that. I poked my boyfriend just the other day. I'm like, are you real? Cause he, he, he's the wind in my back. He's the wind in my back. He, he, spreads my wings wider, makes me fly higher. This is, this is what a great partner is in your life. Where to find me, Lisa, you're in my group, um, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fearless woman group, fearless woman group. Okay. You can always come to, yeah. What's where, your handle? What's your handle on Instagram? Uh, fearlesswoman.co. Okay. Co for company, fearlesswoman.co. Also and- TikTok. And, and, yeah, and, and clubhouse, a fearless woman, just fearless woman. No co. Yeah. They don't allow you to do okay. the talk. So I'm going to put all these links on the episode notes. Um, so you can get a hold of Revy and, you know, hopefully be part of her group. And, uh, Revy, I just love being in your space. You empower me. I love this. I, mm, I want to hug you, but I can't. So I maybe when, when COVID ends, I'm going to be visiting all the... Where do you live in New York, right? You're up in yes, New York? Yes, I'm in upstate yeah. New York. So we will be seeing each other. The, you got to come down I'm to keeping you. Oh, girl, I'm going to be going down there. That might be better. Um, but uh, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this. You are amazing. You're so empowering. And I'm so glad to have met you. And I try to follow you every time I get the ding on my phone that she's doing a talk on Clubhouse because like another woman that I met in your clubhouse uh, talk, she's like, 
we need Revy here. She, we done it. We, we need Revy here. She, we got, she, we got to light this room up and you definitely light it up. So once again, Revy, thank you so much for being on. You're beautiful, Lisa. I'm so glad to have met you. I'm honored to be in your presence. I'm going to have you now on my podcast. I told you, I, I just started. I, this is the first time I've done a, a dual one. So I'm going to do this with you on mine. I and uh, just remember we're worth it. Every single woman, we are worth it. So thank you, Lisa, for having me. It was beautiful. Absolutely. And Ah. thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next next time, bye. Bye, everyone. Ciao, Lisa. Bye-bye.